maximize every opportunity so that you can become you legendary. Become legendary. What adjustments can you make right now to make yourself one percent better? Your only goal is to be the best version of you. Brian. Hey man, welcome to the March 2021 Becoming Legendary podcast, man. How are you? Are we in March already? What the heck? (laughs) It is crazy. It's crazy, man. I'm doing really well though, man. How about yourself? Really good. Really good. Um, Yeah. Let's, uh, I know you have, I know you have a topic prepped for us this week. So let's just, let's just jump right into that. I certainly do. Um, thanks for that lead in. Oh, today we're going to talk about the always popular death. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that in all seriousness, quite frankly, because mm. I feel like death dying, um, is something that everyone thinks about, mm. but I don't think everyone necessarily talks about right so and i think vocalizing some of these components of what death means to me means to you patrick and i'd like to to start off you know me i have a lot of notes right so i'd like to start off with a definition and i think this is really really important so i'm going to go ahead and read this definition to you or to the audience so death is a permanent irreversible cessation consciousness and all biological functions that sustain a living organism. The remains of a previously living organism normally begin to decompose shortly after death. And here's this last piece. Death is inevitable, universal process that eventually occurs in all living organisms. Mm. And that's Drew's version, right? That's just a simple Google search. Anyone could have done that. But gosh, there's lots of stuff in that definition, lots of stuff we can expand on. Death has, been, death has been a part of my life since I, since I was 33. So what I mean by that is since my mom passed, I didn't think about death at all until my mother's accident, to be quite honest with you. I had family members who came and gone and some friends and some young friends in high school and stuff that's, that had passed um, while I was growing up. But... It just kind of was a blip on the radar. There was not really any sort of uh, understanding of it. So that's when, that's when death sort of started to take a bigger place in my life. And that's to you. When when did, or how do you death or when does, when does death come up for you? Does it come up for you? Yeah. So I think, you know, this is, a really interesting universal topic, right? As the definition explains, it's a part of our experience. Um, And one of the things when I was younger, so um, my story played out, but, and I turned roughly 24-ish, I think. um, I got really, 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 really sick. Um, And sick with an undiagnosed illness, but couldn't get out of bed, couldn't make new memories, lost a lot of my old memories, brain stopped functioning, body stopped functioning, really sick. And that was a, that was a hard universal shift within my life because previous to that, 
my goal, my being, and, and my thought process was I am invincible and I will, will maintain, uh, mm. invincibility. Right. So I, 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 I've described this lots of times. Um, but the way I, I think it's most easily described as to how I functioned previous to being sick is if you, if you were playing a, a computer game, a video game, and you could go in and you could edit the attributes of a character, I had turned all of my attributes up to full. So it was like, I, I, it, it's hard for people to believe looking at me now, but I was 190 pounds. I was like 3% body fat. I could bench press like 300 pounds. I could squat like 550 pounds. I could remember everything. Uh, it's just like all of the things that you you think are really, I thought were really important. I was really good at. Um, and then all of that stopped, right? I, I couldn't, I couldn't walk, like going, walking to the bathroom would fatigue me for days. So, so it was this from how am I going to live forever to this appreciation of, oh, if this is life, I, I don't, it's not that important to me. And that was, that was like a really hard and immediate shift within my being that changed my paradigm of, of what life is. And the thing that came out of that, that's the most interesting and impactful for me is by appreciating death, by, by understanding that it's that it, not only is it coming, but uh, in some way it, it offers a relief from the experience that you're living. Mm. Um, life became much sweeter. Mm. Mm. So, so when you, you started out by saying everybody thinks about death. And I think that's, I think that's actually in some ways, hundred percent true. Cause it's, uh, we're all in some level of awareness uh, that we are going to die or that we don't want to die. Um, and at the same time, I think there's a lot of people going through life that, that are consciously or subconsciously blocking out the fact that we will. Hmm. You know, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're probably right with that. Now, now, now that it comes out of someone else's mouth other than my brain, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think that's a good point. And as much how I lived my life before, so you're right, let's, let's take that back. Um, well, I'm not going to take it back. I'm going to shift it just a little bit because that's how my, my experience of life was much similar to yours, right? I was invincible. I thought I was invincible. There was, <clears throat> I mean, I did things growing up that on purpose that tested my invincibility. I like yeah. on purpose, like that was part of the thrill I got out of being a human being. I thought was the the number one thrill you could have is testing your, it was mostly physical limits, right? Sure. Whether it be working out or whether it be um, hold your breath for a long time or climb the highest mountain. There's always these, these, these goals I would set and then would reach the goal and then I would push on for the highest or the, the next bigger goal. Yeah. And that was just how I lived. And there was, and again, it wasn't, it wasn't until my mother was in this serious accident where she was laying in a hospital bed. She was, half of her head was basically um, caved in due to the, due to the impact of her head when she fell out of our, she fell out of a golf cart. My dad was driving and impacted the side of her head. The side of her head was caved in. So her physical body was there. She couldn't talk. She couldn't open her eyes. She couldn't move her body, nothing. But so I, so that's when I started to think about, is my mother even really there? You know, is she, 
is she alive or her physical body's alive, but what about the rest of it? So anyway, and, and as time went on, as the year progressed, when she was this coma in this lying in this hospital bed, there became a bigger and bigger separation between her physical body and I would say her spirit, right? Like you could almost, there were times when I was sitting in the, in the hospital room with her where I would, I would be looking at her physical body and something in my, in my intuition would say, you're not talking to your mom right there. You need to look up. So I, as I looked up, there was this weird, like energetic feeling that I would get almost as if her soul was residing above her physical body. Yeah. So she was like trapped in between this afterlife, this, um, mm. what I would like to, to think of as complete and other, other uh, like bliss, love, ecstasy, mm. um, connection, all like that was, so she was like stuck in, in this, in this weird position in between the two of them. So that's when I started to really like dive into death and dive yeah. into and into the the fact this is being presented to me for a reason i need to start to embrace this as a part of my daily existence and i honest to god as i as my mother went through this transition from the from physical body into into her, into her soul existence i i started to appreciate like you were saying appreciate life even more it becomes sweeter and sweeter the more you can have those dualities right front and front and center living and the dying and let's in this beautiful existence or gift that we have of life yeah yeah there there is there is something there is something clearly and obviously wrong with um denying something that is a 100 assurity right like so one of the things i always talk about is uh this, this idea that we have to live within the, the real of reality and that if we allow things that are not to be reality to become part of, part of reality, we are losing our, ourselves and, and our, our grasp on, on this experience. So when we are blocking out the fact that we're going to die, when we're, when we're taking that, that eventuality away from our consciousness, we really are... Um, shorting ourselves and and that i think is it is an interesting thing that we're 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 in a way programmed to do uh, our our minds are you know our minds are programmed to block out that eventuality because otherwise it could be all consuming right it would be easy for the fact that this is going to come to an end to be all consuming so there's yeah. there's a hardwired operating system within us that says you know that that's not think about that but when we do think about that and when we do allow that to be a part of our daily experience, our daily experience gets better. And that's, that's a weird thing to think about, but it, it is a, it is a true thing. It is. Um, I, I could even go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Tell me. I, I could even go as far as to say that my looking back on my life before death became such an integral part is that my life was empty. Yeah. My, my, my life missed, it missed, it missed connection yeah. and, and, some, and somehow in weird, in, in a weird way, well, 
the passing, I, I keep bringing this up because it, because it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's just a part of me. Okay. So like <laughs> when you get me, you get, you get this story, you get this part of my existence, but like my, my, um, my life has become so rich and mm. so, so filled with connection because I honor the light in the dark. I honor mm. the, I honor this existence as well as what's going to happen eventually. Before there was a disconnect, man. I was, I was pushing the envelope. I didn't even know that I was doing it, but I was butting up against death a lot more than I ever even realized. Mm. By the way I was living my life, by the things I was doing, by the people I was hanging out with, by the decisions I was making, all of those things. I was like, me and, me and death were best friends. We were walking right next to each other. Thank God he didn't decide to take me as well. I mean, seriously, that's how, that's how, um, how impactful the relationship has been now with, uh, like I, I call it, like, it's like a person. It's like another relationship, like another person for me. Yeah. When, yeah. okay. So, so this person thing, I, I think that's a, yeah. that's a good one. So what, what is a person, right? Is, uh, how do, how do we define a person? Is it, is it, having a mind is it having a body what where where do you draw your definition of purpose of person uh well being able to manipulate the physical environment around you i think is is a really big really big piece and also the fact um well language too is a big is a big piece of being a being a being a human being right i think it's communicating being able to manipulate your physical world around you and then having that understanding of what we're talking about, right? The duality of, of the whole of the whole picture. Mm. My answer. I think you're question. asking a lot. I think you're asking a lot of people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I so so when I look at you know a a person is a is a very interesting. I think there's a lot of ways that you could you could draw your you could draw your bubble. Um, and I don't, I don't know where, I, I don't think, I don't think that, that, um, I don't think that life is necessarily how I would draw the bubble. Um, I think okay. life is a piece of borrowed time and, and planet and earth, right? You know, we, we start to accumulate nutrients from the planet that we have been plopped into. And we start accumulating those nutrients uh, within the womb, right? We, 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 start, we start gathering nutrients from the world and we create this physical body. Mm-hmm. And during the creation of that physical body, we create this uh, remarkably complex mind. But when we get to the point where we have this complex mind and, and this simplistic body. Um, the reality is those are our two bondages. You know, the, the, the body and the mind are, are really the only things that, that restrict us from expansion. Yeah. And the body and the mind can be defined as a person. Um, and there's also this other, right? This energetic force that animates the body and the mind. Yeah. And I think you can draw your 
Venn diagram around that energy as well as, as being a person Mm. or maybe, maybe life would be a better way to describe that. Right. So what is, what is life instead of what is person? Um, Because there are, there are very similar, there are very similar experiences and energetic forces within all living entities. Um, One of the things that I I've been really struggled um, conceptualizing is when, when someone is deceased uh, and this, this doesn't happen in all cultures because in a lot of cultures, what, what one of the primary priorities is getting, getting rid of the body, incinerating the body, doing something to destroy the physical body. Um, and, and, and a lot of that is so that there is an energetic release. Like it is, it is a, it is a different experience for those people grieving when there is a body and it is a different, it is, there is a different energetic capsule within the physical body that has deceased. And the thing that I always go back to is even after someone is deceased, their hair and nails still grow. So there, there is still something captured. There's energy captured within that physical being that is to it, to me, it just, it's somehow some way stuck, right? It's there's, there's a, there's a, there's a stuck energy in this physical being that is no longer able to animate. And um, I've always, I've always like felt that I had to redraw my, my, my diagram around what is life, what is a person based upon the fact that, that there's something energetically still in a deceased being. That's interesting. You know, and it makes me think of, <clears throat> I'm not sure if, ever, if I've ever told this story, maybe I've told it to you, but I definitely haven't told it on this podcast. So strap in your seatbelts. <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, what, what I'm referencing to is, is again, my mother. So I, I went and saw a, I went and saw a shamanic healer for stuck. I was stuck in my life, right? After my mom passed, I went into a, um, a deep, dark period of my life that, <clears throat> that taught me a lot. And it also taught me a lot about what you're talking about too. So I went to the shamanic healer and my mother and I were like this, like I'm, I'm a mama's boy through and through. My mom, my dad was, my dad was very much part of my life growing up, but my mother was the backbone of it all. Um, I traveled with her competitive golf. I, she's, she's, she was just my everything. So we were very, very close in that way. I would talk to her on the daily. And so after she passed, um, her energy was stuck to me. So she was actually what they call in between, what shamanic healers call in between um, her, her, her soul's journey and earth. So she was stuck halfway between. In other words, her, her, she had a cord still stuck to me, right? So what this, sh- what this shamanic healer did is he laid me down on a table and, and he went through a series of of different protocols, stages, whatever he was doing, he set rocks on my on my stomach, and and he was praying and doing all these shaking rattles, and I don't know what the hell was happening. Um, and then and then I and then he I had my eyes closed, 
And then he said, he said in a soft, sweet voice, almost like my mother's, almost. It was really, really strange. He said, Brian, you can open your eyes now. And when I opened my eyes, his, his face was right here next to mine, but his face was no longer his face. His face was my mother's face. And I'm not like, I, I was on any drugs. This is not like a psychedelic experience. This is like, this is, this is the reality of the situation. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I said, and his name was Dean. I said, Dean, you, you look like my mother. And, 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 then, and then it was not Dean anymore. It was my mother speaking through Dean. Mm. And what Dean or what my mother said to me, it was really strange. And, and then, so I, I was seeing my mother's face in his face and then Dean popped up again. His, 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 his um, face like morphed back into Dean and said, it was almost as if he was like the mediator. He was, he said, Brian, your mother has something she wants to tell you. And then I blinked, I opened my eyes again. And it was my, my, it was my mother's face again. It was the trippiest thing ever, man. And and in that, in those words, he's, my mother said to me, Brian, all I wanted to let you know is I went to one of one, you let you know that I loved you one more time and that you have the freedom or the capacity, the capability. She said, you have the capability to be whoever you want to be. Mm. And, and I lost it, you know, all tears and all, all the things. Um, yeah. And then there was also there was also the piece too where it was it was a conversation patrick where that i had to give permission to my mom that she could leave to go to her soul's journey mm. she was no longer needed as my guardian if you will however you want to look at that that um cord being attached to me yeah. right so i had i gave my mom said can i she said, are you going to be, are you going to be okay? And I said, yes, mom. And then Dean popped in again and said, your mother's asking for permission so she can leave and go on her soul's journey. Right. So mm -hmm. I said, mom, you have permission. I'm okay now. I'm okay. And she kept, she kept saying, are you sure? Are you sure? You know, that mama's like that mama's mm -hmm. pull, right? Are you okay? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> yes, I'm okay. And Dean was like, you have to say it like you mean it. Cause I wasn't meaning it. It was like this, I was like saying it, but that little child in me who wants my mom to still be alive said, no, I'm not okay without my mom, right? Yeah. So there was this moment where I had to speak to her energy and let, and like literally let it go. And then he did, so he did, a, he did the, he did like a, whatever the cord, cord cutting ceremony was, he finished off that stuff. And then Dean and I embraced, or, or my mom and I embraced. And then when, he, when we came out of the embrace, she was gone. She had left. Mm. But you could, I still feel my mother's energy all the time. And, 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 and that's what I think what you're saying. So that there's people who are close to you, if you allow it, if you're open to the possibility, they can be with you for all of, all of eternity. They're, they're with you now, right? If, you, if you're open to that. Um, because I feel like there's, there's, a, there's, there, there's a situation where you can be in two places in once, right? You could also be on your soul's journey, but you could also be here on earth making, um, not making anything happen, but just, but just um, supporting or holding um, the people who, the, the other souls who you are connected to on the earth. So whether, that, whether, that, whether or not that's a physical experience or whether or not that's an energetic experience, I think 
our minds, human beings, have a tough time differentiating the two. When in sometimes, in some facets, they can be one in the same. Mm. You know, that's my experience. I feel my mother all the time, more so than, I, than when she was alive, because yeah. I feel like I've allowed that into my being. And again, that's, that's being okay with the fact that I'm going to pass away one day. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm on my, on my darkest days, on my, on, on the days that I'm struggling the most as a human being, and I'm, I'm living that humanness. Don't take this the wrong way. Don't please. But, but, but sometimes there have been days where where dying would almost be easier than what you're going through here on, on earth. Okay. Mm-hmm. So not that I, I'm, I'm not like, you know, to get a light, that's a whole other topic of conversation. I'm not there. I just, I know from my mother's experience that death is absolute pure ecstasy. It's bliss. It's connection. It's everything you can possibly imagine and you're looking for in a human experience given to you. Mm. Yeah, I think that there is and it, it's an interesting it's an interesting and and dichotomous thought right it's like because we we only know the experience that we're in within within this body so it's hard to it's hard to think about letting go of the experience that we're in yes um and and because there is no there is no uh window in into anything beyond the experience that we have or there's there may be windows into that, uh, <laughs> right? Like there, there are, there are, there are times, uh, there are places that you can, that you can experience. There are infinite spaces that you can experience, um, through, through meditation, um, yeah. that, that, that will change the way your brain, uh, conceptualizes what is possible and um breathing right right yeah or not needing to breathe (laughs) right like there there are there are things that can happen there are things that can happen within within appropriate meditation um or or stillness whatever you whatever it is where you can you can experience things that you just know that i never thought were possible right so i've experienced things uh just in a seat still spine um that i never i never thought could be possible and i think when you start to when you start to experience those things you do start to think uh, uh, about what else you may not know you may not be aware of and and that that window of uh what is beyond what is beyond this life experience is certainly one of those things and there are there are lots of stories, right? Like there's lots of stories out there about uh, what it's like to, to go on. Um, but we, 
we don't we don't really we we don't really have concrete knowledge um and and quite honestly a lot of the stories are just made up fairy tales so that that people feel good about what what's coming or or so that they can be more easily controlled yeah, um that's where i was going yes so so i think that i think that the there is this beautiful idea and the 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 <laughs> I I I do I do that infinite that that experience of the infinite is is something that um, is is so overwhelming and and so impactful. There may be nothing to fear at all. Yeah. There's nothing to fear at all, right? Like there's yeah. Yeah. there there. Let's let's say let's say nothing happens. Then nothing happens. Right. So there's no, there's no fear of nothing because you no longer experience anything. And, and, and then if there's this experiential expansion into infinity, then um, we're pretty lucky. We're pretty lucky. (laughs) (laughs) We're pretty lucky. Tell me. No, no, no. You go, you go ahead. Well, so I, I wanted to turn it to this, the the grieving the grieving process is a is also a part of um of human experience and there's this old yogic story um uh that that i've i've referenced which which is essentially just like you know the the best outcome in life is that your parents die you die your children die in that order that that's the that is the out, that is the best possible outcome yeah. um and 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 it doesn't always go that way but the 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 grieving process i think is um a much harder process when when you lose someone out of that order and 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 the grieving process is hard enough but when when things go out of that order you know it's it's like the so the yoga story is like uh, this um so a yogi comes and blesses a wedding and he's like, you know, I hope your parents die and then you die and then your children die. And the, the guy's like, well, that's the worst blessing ever. And he's like, well, what, what would you rather have? Right. You know, what would you rather have? So the, the, the best outcome uh, in, in the process of grieving is that you get to grieve for your parents, right? Like that, that is the, that is the thing. If you get to do that, you're really lucky because the, it, it means things have have gone in the appropriate order. Yeah. Um, and and that an- another like really impactful uh, experience for me. So I was, um, I was in a position where the the um, person who I who I had chosen to start a business with, and and lived a life with. Uh, up and left in like a three-day period, and um, in that in that three-day period, uh, there was like this really profound experience where I, a couple things happened to me. One, I would just go out into the desert and I I just walk, and a lot of the times during that time I would walk with my eyes closed because I just was so in tune with things that um, my body would just find its way. One time, <laughs> so one time I'm just walking through the desert, eyes are closed, and I get this sensation to open my eyes. Like something within me is just like, open your eyes. And I looked to my left, 
and there were like three or four jackrabbits just like right to my left. And I looked to my right and there were like three or four jackrabbits right to my right. And they were just like walking along with me. And it was on that same walk prior to this jackrabbit experience. I have no idea what the jackrabbits mean. I just know that I was walking and jackrabbits usually run away from you and they were just walking with me. And that was this one of the, was one of those things you're just like, is this freaking real? Because this does not seem real. (laughs) And at the same time, I get it. Like uh, me saying I I can walk with my eyes closed also seems um, rather ridiculous. And um, not to me. <laughs> it, it can be though. Like yeah, I, it, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't offend me. Um, I, I'm pretty confident I couldn't do it right now. But in this time in my life, there was just I was very in tune with the universe, and I, um, it was, it was such a, it was just the best experience ever. Quite honestly, yeah. there's so many reasons it was the best experience ever. But um, pri- on that same walk before this happened. I, I was I was walking along and I was just like overcome with this grief. It was just like I was just sad and I felt like I had been wronged and blah blah blah. And um, I had this thought of, you know, just like crystal clear, like, hey, Patrick, your parents are gonna die, and if you can't deal with the fact that this freaking girl did you wrong, like, how are you gonna deal with the fact that your parents are gonna die? And at that point, it was just like, oh, yeah, (laughs) it's fine. Like, yeah, move on with your life. Oh, like, life is good. Right. There was was such a powerful shift and impact in me um, just from that thought. And and I've gone back to that thought and a lot of times when things feel hard. It's like, yeah. There are, there are harder things. Number one, there are harder things that you uh, will hope to be lucky enough to experience. Mm. And um, the things that are challenging you are very overcomable, very, very overcomable. So I remember that, I remember that moment, um, that walk in particular, because it, there was this profound sensation of, uh, there are hard things that are going to happen in your life. You do not have a choice. These hard things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I remember that walk because uh, just being in tune with the universe is a, is a really, really magical experience. It's one of the most magical experiences you can have in this world. You know, and I think that maybe, well, first of all, thanks for sharing that with me and with the audience. I think that's, there's a lot of medicine in there. One, walk with your eyes closed and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> that's really rad. And number two, in all seriousness, I, I think that <clears throat> out of, um, out of that experience, the experience that I've had with death has been one of the largest gifts in my life I've ever been, I've ever been treated to. Um, I've chosen to look at my mother's death as a blessing, as a gift. Um, Because, because it's, it's led me to the man that I'm becoming or the man that I am. Yeah. And this man that you see in front of on this screen or that you hear in your ears right now is never a man that I thought I even existed in this world, let alone me being this person. So yeah. I feel like 
I'm offering this to people, right? I'm offering this to you, the listener, or to you, the viewer, whatever it may be, that if you're struggling with life or if you're going through a moment of time where there's, where the word there's, where, where a relationship ends or a job ends or someone gets put in the hospital with a sickness, someone, God forbid, someone dies, an animal dies, whatever, whatever sort of experience you're having in your life, if you can bring it to the fact that this experience that you're having right here and right now is temporary, like, and with that temporary nature comes, humbly, I humbly say this, a responsibility. And that responsibility is to honor the temporary nature of this experience by appreciating it. Yeah. By, by leaning into the really, really good days and the really, really crappy days. Yeah. Right? The really, really, the days where you walk in the desert with your eyes closed and jackrabbits follow you. The day that you have a cord cut from your mother. The day that you find out your father or your mother, God forbid, has cancer. Whatever the situation may be. Can you look at that as an opportunity to further appreciate your experience of life? I mean, one of the most amazing things that I'm, that I'm coming to realize each and every day that I live is this relationship I have with you, Patrick. And the fact that this is the this is the most real human expression I've ever had with another human being, girl or guy. <laughs> like like I feel like I feel like I feel like without my experiences of the really, really crappy stuff, this wouldn't be this wouldn't wouldn't exist. Yeah. So so like so I, I don't want to people to, to, to think that I'm a fan of death and I love saying the word death but when I sit up in the morning out of my bed and my two feet hit the ground we touched on this the first podcast the first thing that comes to my mind is that I'm alive mm-hmm. that I'm not dead <laughs> that I'm yeah. not dead and I have another day to live that is a freaking amazing so whatever comes with that living experience during the day I can handle it it's going to be, it's going to, they're going to have the ups and downs. I'm going to feel all the feels, all the things, but at the end of the day, guess what? I'm still alive. Yeah. It's really amazing. Yeah. Is, um, it's a, it's a beautiful experience. Is, is one lifetime enough? Wow. Hmm. I've thought about that a lot too. Cause I've, <laughs> that's a really good question. I think that, well, in my my personal opinion, I don't think that this is going to be my first or or this is my first attempt at this. I don't think it is. I think I've been here before, but I don't not in this not in this body or with you know any of any of these experiences. Of course, this is all fresh and new. But um, I'm starting to understand that that things that are playing around out in my life are not coming from me. They're coming from a previous life or existence. Yeah. That has rolled over into now, and now I'm forced or faced, chosen, whatever however you want to look at. I choose to look at my karma, if you will, and 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 deal with it, and um, sprinkle in love into that into that existence. Mm. So I don't think that this is my only shot at this, or has been. And I'd like to know that answer from you too. Do you think one life is enough or not? 
Well, it's not enough to learn all the lessons. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but have you been here before? I would. I'm not going to answer for you. You got to answer that question, man. <laughs> no, I. You know, the this is the is my life has evolved. Um, yeah. And it, is I have uh, gathered more experience, right? In the same way that I've gathered a physical physical body, um, mm-hmm. I've gathered I've, I've gathered experience um, within this path that I'm walking. I think it becomes more and more clear that um, that I didn't get this pass through right, right? Like uh, this won't be my last either. Yeah. So, uh, I know. Um, <laughs> but I think I think the nice thing about this life experience is that I, I've evolved. I, I've 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 gathered a remarkable amount of wisdom yeah um and and so i i i've been thinking about this and i haven't really put these two ideas together but you know adversity is is truly what allows for wisdom right the yes the, without adversity if if life is a con, con, continual path of ease you're not going to be a well-developed human. And I, <laughs> I let your kids fail. Freaking let yes. your kids fail. Please. Because, because someone said it. <laughs> like the thing, right? So when I say I've gathered wisdom over this life, I've failed remarkably over this life. And I've 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 failed in, in big enough ways that 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 I know I, I've, I've, I've grown, I've expanded, and, and that expansion will carry with me uh, in, into the next experience. Mm. So yeah, I, 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 I've learned a lot in this lifetime, um, and I, I have a lot more to learn in this lifetime. But I've also, you know, one of the things, if you look at, if you look at your life uh, and if you look at the lives of the people around you, you will notice there are, there are cycles of, of reoccurring problems, right? It's like the, if you don't learn it the first time, it's coming back. So you can think like you took a shortcut around it. You can, you can think you figured out a way to, to cheat the system it's going to come back to you. It's going to find you. If it needs to find you in a more aggressive way, it will find you in a more aggressive way. So learning, learning and, and really internalizing the, the life lessons, the experiential lessons um, is, is really important. And I feel like there have been enough of those experiential universal lessons that uh, I've taken in so far that I'm, I'm really pleased with where I am in this experience. <laughs> pleased, I love the word. I think that you do a remarkable job of, <clears throat> oh, wow. You know, I didn't see a lot of the behind the scenes stuff as you were transitioning through Vitality, that whole experience that you had. Yeah. But what I did see of you was a remarkable capability of surrendering to the situation. Mm. 
and understanding that by you surrendering into that situation or into that, yes, what was given to you, that allowed you, that, that, that allowed you to take your power back because your power, your business, your life was t- ripped away from you. Yeah. So with that, like, and with the surrendering into this death idea, right, you can, you can gain some of your power back or gain some of your um, humanness back by surrendering into that idea. Yeah. As, as you were speaking, I had this, I had this question and this is for everybody. And so have you ever heard of like, when someone says, Oh, I, I feel like you're a kindred spirit. Mm. I heard that expression before. I've heard that expression. Yeah a kindred spirit, right? So I looked up, I looked that up. I'm all about definitions and stuff. So I looked up what kindred spirit meant and kindred, kindred spirit. I'm not going to read the definition, but a kindred spirit, this is my generalization of it is basically a spirit that did you've, that you feel comfortable around, right? That you feel like there's some sort of, maybe you've met before in a past life. Yeah. Right. Type of thing. And I even would venture someone to even when you look into someone, someone's eyes, mm-hmm. I get it very blessed. I look at my wife's eyes, Danielle. I love you, sweetie. I'm actually, I miss you. But anyways, there's a, I, when I look into her, uh, I know our spirits, our, our souls have like either crossed paths or been together before. There's some sort of magic there. Yeah. So I would ask you or venture or, or, um, invite you to, Next time you look into someone's eyes and you get fluttery feeling in your in your stomach or your heart, or you get, or you, it's almost as if you can see your soul. Yeah. Like when sure. I look in your eyes, Patrick, I get that same feeling, man. Mm-hmm. I get that same. We've been here before, man. Let's, now we're doing it again. We're doing this stuff out <laughs> over there, right. So this yeah. is like this beautiful. Um, but like, what I invite people to do is look into someone's eyes, and if you feel that little something that feels a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, could you be open to the fact that this is not your first encounter with that soul? Mm. Yeah. Just going to throw that out there. Yeah. I, I think there are definitely, there are definitely those really powerful connections that, that you feel with people. And um, they're, they're there for a reason, right? It's like, uh, whatever the reason is follow, follow that, find out, like go, go through the looking glass there. Yes. That's a better way to put it. Explore, (laughs) explore more. Yes. Yeah. Do you believe believe in a a hell? Mm. Uh, because that's such a western i feel like that's such a westernized idea yeah for sure so um you can elaborate you know i i find it interesting i find it fascinating um that people don't consider that they they could be living in in their heavenly experience right now right like what 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 makes you think that this this isn't that experience and um that that i find more 
more fascinating than the idea of uh, this organized creation of afterlife. That's so I I, I think that it, <laughs> I think that if you if you if you drill back into the New Testament and you and you look at you know who created the New Testament and why the New Testament was created, um, it's it's pretty fascinating. I, I will I will I will say and and maybe leave it at that. Um, Probably smart. <laughs> but the, I mean, well, yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know every everything's really touchy, right? Yeah. Um, because these are like um, archetypal paradigms that people people have built their their lives around. And when you start talking about those things, it 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 can it can hurt to hear things, um, and it can be hard to hear those things kind of questioned. But the the looking into the if you if you if you take the opportunity to look into the history of these things um it doesn't take a, a a lot of imagination to understand why these things were created in the way that they were but but i i don't i don't see what about the experience and the opportunity that we have don't fit the definition that uh, even the even the most strict religious perspective um, w- would put around a, a, a heavenly existence in comparison to the opportunity that we are are living within. Yeah, that's well said, man. It's uh, we 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 live we live in Eden, man. I mean, this uh, every everything that we could ever want is right here. So. We just need to appreciate. I think that everything will be a lot better if we appreciated. Like, right? It's instead of looking at instead of looking at this experience as like this stepping stone, like waiting room. And then when we once you leave the waiting room, you get this opportunity. I mean, shoot, just look around. The opportunity is right here every single day, and all you have to keep in mind is that. Someday this opportunity is not going to be there. Yeah. No matter what you think, look around, man. It's a freaking beautiful planet. It's a beautiful existence. It's a beautiful life experience if you let it be. If you let it be. You know, there's always, there's always this, this thing I like to think about that <clears throat> it comes to mind when I eat a piece of fruit or eat a piece of food that tastes really, really amazing. Yeah. And I think to myself, like, I don't know if you're going to experience this in heaven because <laughs> you don't have a body. Yeah. So like, so what, what, what is this experience that we're having here on earth? Yeah. I, I would, I would like to like to think that because you can, you, you've always heard that those right? You can be in the imprisonment mind. You can be living in a heaven or hell right in your mind. For sure. Like you don't even, you don't even have to go anywhere or do anything. For it's sure. all about how you your mental um, view of view of the world, you know what I mean. It's it's become my 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 wife now is also going through um, uh, the passing of her father really recently, and um, 
And and one of the main things she's she's told me around this whole piece is that her father and her and her didn't have like the greatest of relationships. She comes from a divorced family, and the father kind of split and up and did his own thing for years, and they connected later in later in her life. And so it's it's um, offer to people is that I think it's really important that if you're well, if, if you're listening to this, you're obviously having a, a human a human experience. So you're alive and here in this earth. So I would I would like to propose or do what what Danielle has learned from this is that is that the one thing wish that she would have changed about the about the experience between her father and herself is only the fact that she would have shared how much she thanks him for just giving birth, like being like you know being a part of her like just like yeah. that's it the, the like the purest like simplest form of of a relationship you know what i mean and and so it offers the, not to you personally but to people who are listening more specifically that and like if you take anything from listening to this it's it's to it's to appreciate life in a way that others you're appreciating it <laughs> so 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 vocalizing that or like, or showing that, that you care. Like you just sent me a beautiful gift the other day. Like, oh my God, like, thank you. Um, that for me is an appreciation of life. Like you're, you appreciate the fact that I'm alive. So you send me this gift that's hopefully gonna help me. Or if you like, whatever your, your personal situation is, I, I feel like a lot of the medicine in, in speaking, getting what you need to say out of your body and into the ethers, about specifically living and dying you know what i mean that's 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 a big component of what my wife's going through now she wished that she had expressed to her father more that she appreciates him just for being alive yeah that's it yeah not all the wrongs not all the rights not any of the details of their relationship or their lack thereof simply about being another human being taking everything else out of the equation just thank you for being alive, dad. That's it. Yeah. I, I do think, you know, that's a, the one thing that, that is, that is true, right. Is like, you don't, you don't get that, that opportunity uh, once it's gone. So, and it comes back to, you know, it's, it's not fun to think about the fact that the people you love are going to die, but they are. And it, when you do think about the fact that the people you love are going to die, not might die someday, they are going to die, period. It's, it is easier to uh, spend quality and appreciative time um, with them. Right. So even if that, even if all that quality and appreciation time is, is saying, Hey dad, thank you for being a part of my life, period. Like the taking, taking those, those opportunities to do that is, is a, is a, is a worthwhile, you, you will not regret taking that time. There, There will not be a time when you say, man, I really wish I didn't do that. (laughs) Right. Never. Never. Never, ever. So, so I do, I think that's a, I think that's probably the most beautiful place that we can, we can end this um, is that really like, remember, 
when you wake up and you and you look at your loved ones, remember they are going, to, it's not just you. It's not just the fact that you are going to die, but everyone you know is also going to die. And that might not feel like a fun thought exercise and it might not be a fun thought exercise, but the growth and the expansion and the opportunity comes from adversity. Comes from adversity. Comes from putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation, mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever it may be. Yeah. Whatever it may be. All three at once. The Holy All Trinity. Why not? <laughs> Brian, a- thank you, man. Thank you, dude. Appreciate you. Love you. Talk to you. Well, I'll talk to you before 30 days, but we'll do this again in about 30 days. Sounds perfect, man. I love you too. And I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, man.